Our learning will be in merit of a new baby born, Arya Shalom Strasberg, dedicated by a good friend, Yoel Davidson. And also, the merit of our learning should be for from um, the Fishbein family, from Amir Fishbein, Shubracha Vatzlecha. Okay, we're going to talk about uh, the importance of building a mikvah, community mikvos and the like. Now, without going into how mikvos are built, generally speaking, in the past uh, 150 plus years and the like, there's been much changes in ways on how they build more modern mikvos. Uh, they don't necessarily get uh, water that comes in from, uh, from a river that uh, then just it sits in a pool and they use that as a mikvah. They don't necessarily, you know, dip in, in, a, in, a, in a pond or um, rainwater in some ditch, but rather mikvahs that are built have a whole system of how they are constructed. Generally, most of them are come from rainwater that's collected off of a flat roof which has no receptacles on it, and it's stored in a special setting, and it has much halachic uh, uh, rules on how it needs to be done. It can only be built by experts, um, now, the building of a mikvah is a very important and holy obligation upon the kehila, upon the Jewish community. Uh, mikvahs can be either for women that need to go to mikvah to become pure. You have also for vessels when you tovel them in a in a in a mikvah to make them pure if they were bought from non-Jews or made by non-Jews. And then also you have mikvahs for men, generally speaking, just to add extra uh, kedusha, extra tahara. And then if a person uh, who's finishing his conversion, his or her pr- uh, conversion process, they also need a mikvah in order to become, and uh, you know, to, to uh, was one of the conditions, if it's a man, he needs a bris mila as well. But in any case, they also, in acceptance of the mitzvahs, they need to tovel, immerse in a mikvah in front of a bethdin. So, the, really, for all of them, you need a kosher mikvah, but um, generally speaking, the requirement that a community needs to have a mikvah is at least for the women should have a mikvah to use for tart mishpacha usage. And it is um, proper that a community should also make efforts to have a mikvah for men as well. Some posts can even say that it's forbidden to dwell in a city that does not have a women's mikvah. For example, the um, there's a letter from the Chafetz Chaim in a Kol Kare in his in the eighth letter there, printed in the back of Sefer Taras Yisrael, where uh, it says that every community where Jewish people, there's a community, they need to have a mikvah. In Igris Mosh, in various places, for example, in Yordea, uh, Volume 2, uh, Simon 91, he says it's forbidden for the Jewish community to not have a mikvah even for a single uh, a day. And that Besides the fact that if people, you know, maybe there could be an iser karis, people don't, women don't use mikvah, but also even if people are careful, they, maybe as, as a result, you know, less children will be born to this world. So it's very important uh, that there needs to be a mikvah. In fact, we find that even Chabad Rebbeim who sent shluchim out, for example, uh, even, even of the, the, the Rebbe who sent shluchim to far out places, it was, it, was always, it was always under the radar and a very important stress looking into, is there a mikvah there? And if not, if they would agree to send them out to that place, when will it be built? Sometimes six months, sometimes it would delay for 12 months, but they didn't have this, this idea that you, know, you can just go out to a place which doesn't have a mikvah.
um, some of these letters that are from the Rebbe that are printed in a sefer called Shlichas uh, Kilchasa, and there they bring down different letters, and generally they all point to the idea that y- you need to have a local mikvah, to, at least to what degree local, but it needs to be taken care of in a relatively short time. There's halachas as to what's more important, um, uh, let's say building of a synagogue or, or, or a mikvah. They're all important, but the, the rule actually is, is that a mikvah, a uh, women's mikvah actually theoretically comes first, being that it's, um, it's the foundation of the Jewish community. <clears throat> now, the responsibility of building a women's mikvah actually is incumbent on all the community members, even those who don't even need the mikvah. In one who looks in the in the Shulchan Aruch and Cheshem Nishpat in um, Simon one sixty three. So, uh, so there it talks about the the different things that you can put on the community that they need to that people need to do. You live in this city; you have to be part of these responsibilities to pay certain taxes. So there's a very long Ramah there in the end of Sif Gimel. In that in that Simon, the Ramah even says that even people who don't need the mikvah they also need to participate in the costs of running it. Today, you also have you know, certain places where you know, most of the mikvah will be paid by various philanthropists and the like. Okay, fine. But in theory, if there was no you know, ability to pay by larger philanthropists, so it would have to be arranged. The, the, the community uh, rabbis have to work to ensure that there will be a, a mikvah by collecting uh, various, um, you know, taxes or the like in order to pay for it. There is also <clears throat> that included in building a mikvah, it shouldn't just be, you know, the basic level, but it should be also on a high level of kashrus. There's different opinions on how, how we make mikvos today in the best standards. Each opinion has certain advantages and the like, but it should be done, again, by experts who have world-renowned um, um, you know, recognition in their abilities to make kosher mikvos. The mikvos should be made physically beautiful and they should be made with different hidurim to try to meet other, you know, practices of other stringencies to try to fit and reach all the uh, consensus of other opinions and communities. Um, and that, that should also be that the mikvah is very clean so that no one should have any claims and say, well, you know, the mikvah is not clean. Who would want to go there? So it should actually be built in a way where it's also very beautiful as well. There's a uh, tshuva from the Minchas Yitzchak in Simen, in volume 3, in the 88 uh, Simen Peches, where there he, 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 he's writing to the Helmser Rav, who would actually travel throughout the United States in building uh, mikvos, and he gave him you know, various answers to some of his questions. And the Helmser Rav, actually, you find many questions that he asked to different uh, great gedolim, whether in Nigris Maisha, in Shevet Alevi, and Minchas different shuvas where he, he was asking different questions to these gedolim on, on different questions that came up. So it has to meet high-level standards and all, on all aspects. If a person, if there was a community mikvah, but they want to build a nicer, newer one, so they cannot tear down an old one or sell it and leaving the community without any mikvah until the new one gets built because you're, you're going to have a circumstance where there'll be a certain amount of time without a mikvah. So they'll have to try to figure out how to build one without having that there's no other option 
in the meantime. That's a tshuva written in Igris Moshe, Yordea, Volume 2, Simon 91. In general, when they build a mikvah, it needs to be in a place where it's not noticeable. So obviously in the times when, if let's say they used a, a river, which a river itself is a whole question if it's kosher, because one of the rules of the mikvah is that the water, rainwater cannot be moving. Only if it's water that comes from underground water, then that moving water is called a mayan, that water would be allowed if it's moving. Generally, we assume if we have no choice, generally speaking, many uh, rivers would be allowed to be used for a mikvah, even in a, in, when they're not stagnant, when the water is moving, but uh, it's, it's not a preferred option. And the, the Ramah in Siv Gimel in Yordea, in, uh, in the Laws of Mikvos, which is uh, chapter 201 in Yordea, talks about that, but there's a, it's a quite complex matter. But generally speaking, even if we're talking about where the, the immersion of the mikveh is in, inside some building or the like, it doesn't make a difference. It still has to be in a non-noticeable place. So someone who's going to the mikveh shouldn't feel uncomfortable. You know, there's a bunch of men outside davening or something. So generally, we try to avoid building them in a synagogue, on a, in a shul or the like. Sometimes there's really no options for a, a, a building or where we can put the, where we can put the mikveh. And in such a case, in a pressing need, they, they'll, they might even do it in, um, connected to the synagogue, but they would have to build it in a way where it doesn't get attention. For example, it's on the side or behind the synagogue, behind the shul, where it's not, where generally people don't go there, and thus only those who need to be there will be there so that it won't uh, bring any attention. There's also um, a very interesting question which is when you, let's say they're collecting money to build the, the, the mikvah, so it's a communal mikvah. So some of these uh, smaller communities might you know, say, look, we need funding from all the, all the Jewish organizations here. Let's get from the reform. Let's get from the conservative. Let's build the mikvah and, and, and cover the costs. It's not so simple um, in, to, to do that. It, it, it would be as follows. Here are some other considerations. First of all, the actual running of the mikveh needs to be done by someone who is an expert in its laws and is a shamer uh, mitzvah and is a yershmein. Why? Because even if the mikveh was built kosher, it's, it, there are so many things that could happen that could make it non-kosher just by some moving some stuff on the roof, potentially uh, cleaning something, changing the water, uh, new, uh, removing some old tiles, certain, all types of things that could go wrong that just by fixing where one doesn't think it's a halachic problem could actually potentially invalidate the mikvah. So even if the mikvah, there's other well, people who are not orthodox who go there, but the, just like if we had, let's say, a restaurant where everything needs to be under the mashkir's um, uh, supervision and the rabbi overlooking it, the mikvah and all its uh, apparatus and all the, the operations of it need to be done in a way where there's no concern that someone who's either unknowledgeable, doesn't know what they're doing, could invalidate the mikvah or the like. Now, that is, that is one consideration, one concern. There's an additional concern. Like I've said, if let's say they're collecting money and they're getting, they need money, they're getting from the conserved in their form, so in theory, so if the community members want to use the mikvah, why not? What could be wrong with that? That should be fine. However, usually if the understanding of them you know, giving money is that they have a right to make converts and use it to use uh, to, to people to tovel in the mikvah, that, that's not a simple thing. You're using an orthodox mikvah, kosher mikvah, and it's a place where people use it for 
and, you know, and the like. And, and now you're having an, a non-kosher, un- invalid conversions being done there. That's not so simple. It's, it's a very difficult question, particularly if the question, if it already took place, that let's say already collected the money, what do we do in such a case? So there is a tshuva, if anyone wants to look it up. It's in Sheva Talevi, the sixth volume, Simon 137, where he discusses that. But in generally, he, he's against the idea of, of collecting with that, you know, as, 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 that, as a consideration, where they had then have some sort of bylaws, some sort of ownership on it. However, we do find that the postmen were not um, to, to build a mikvah for people reform. We're like, why not? Why not? It's a great thing. But again, we have to have the other considerations. It's sometimes they, they might even consider the fact of building the mikvah if they feel the benefits will be clear. And we, as regarding what could potentially come out from it, not properly, like what if they will build their own mikvah and then maybe someone religious will use it because it's closer to their house or something and it won't even be a kosher mikvah or, or a person who's in part of a conservative t- a temple goes and does the, the, the Taras Mishpacha laws more or less, but doesn't, but won't have a kosher mikvah. Those are also considerations. But the idea is that it's, it's not a simple question. It should be uh, discussed with poskim. Um, there's also a question if um, after, the, after uh, could, could, could the mikvah be built uh, for, you know, could the mikvah be built for conservative people where, you know, they, they, you know that they will use it for at least for certain purposes that are good. Maybe, maybe that maybe would be, maybe there would be some benefit in that. Um, assuming that they're going to be able to build a kosher mikvah is highly unlikely, not only highly, it won't be possible. So uh, these matters should be considered and looked into by Poskin. Self-understood that even if a mikvah was built by non-Orthodox, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that even if a conversion that was done by um, conservative reform, it wouldn't change anything just because they have a kosher mikvah. This the person still wouldn't be Jewish, but nonetheless, it doesn't look good to uh, to give more of some sort of uh, validation by giving them like a mahadrin mikvah. It does still, it is, could be potentially a bit of a chilushem, but these matters, as we said, require extensive consultation with postcode.